Good, good. So what I'd like to suggest we do is our usual sort of centering down, sort of a grounding thing. Um, if we could, I think there are some people in the waiting room, but I think Karina's got that covered. I'm very grateful to Karina. She's our um, technical help and our elders this evening. Yes, yeah, good, good. Such and so nice to see you all. So let's um, take a, a position where we can stand, or if, you, if you're able to stand, or otherwise um, some way of sitting. And this is, uh, yeah, that connecting to that idea that, uh, that quote, isn't it, that, that knowledge is only a rumor until we can feel it in our bodies. So I just invite you to move somewhere where you can stand. Um, just sense your, your weight, the gravity, sort of dropping down into the soles of your feet. Good, good. So I don't know if you can see this. I just moved my camera. The, the first movement, we're just going to be picking up a ball and just maybe to chest height and then just pressing it back down. That's good. And as we are lifting it up, we're going to think take and then heed, take heed. So in a way that's meaningful for you, let the speed be, ride the movement, take heed. And as you are pressing that ball of chi, of energy down, you can soften your knees, spread your feet out, take heed. Just be aware of your stomach softening, face, take, maybe a little bit higher, up to you how high you go, heed. And two more in your own time. And just let that ball of energy, you know, like we've got it in our hands right here. Let's give ourselves a, some sort of cherishing movement. You might want to put your hands here, or maybe, you know, rub around your stomach and your back. How does your body want to be cherished right now? Yeah, maybe your neck. Cherishing yourself in some way that your body is calling for. Good, good. And we'll just do a few of bringing the whole of your life. So this lovely movement right up, bring the whole of your life. You might want to breathe in here and then under the ordering of the Spirit of Christ and any movement, any downward movement that feels good for you. So opening up, bringing the whole of your life under the ordering of the Spirit of Christ. 
taking the whole of your life. And there's an ordering of the Spirit of Christ. Just do one more in your own time. And finally, we're going to yield, yield in our body. So for me, I like to do the ragdoll pose where I cross my arms and I just go all floppy. I don't know if you can, can see this. And I'm just going to let my head dangle. But you might want to do any kind of forward fold that works for you, that you can feel yourself yielding somehow in your body. Yield all your outward concerns to God's guidance. Let that be known in your body. And just hang out there, yielding, yielding. Let your breath yield. Let your body yield. When you're ready, just uncurling slowly. One vertebrae stacking at a time. Good. Good. And, and when you're ready, in your own time, come back to your seat. Oh, so good to see you, friends. What a, what a month we've had in every way, in every way. Oh, good. So... We've been, this is, this is our advice and queries number 12. So last month, if you remember, was our, our one year anniversary. So we are embarking on our second year of this journey into sort of a deep dive really into advices and queries. And, um, and some of you might be joining us for the first time. Just give us a wave if this is your first time joining us. Yes, so warm, so good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, lovely. Well, so what I suggest is just for us to um, do that building love and community, we'll go into breakout rooms of three and just share with each other how our practice is. So there are two, if you remember all the way back to Advices and Queries, number three, I think it is, um, where we are invited to f find stillness um, Gosh, better just check what I, my wording. <laughs> um, do you try to set aside times of quiet? So just talk about this. I hope this is a useful prompt. Just share uh, how you're finding this time uh, of quiet for openness. So do you try to set aside times of quiet for openness, right? So that's your, your formal practice or your formal time. And... Um, you can talk about that and or you can talk about um, how you find your way into stillness in the daily activities, yeah, in, in, in amidst your activities of daily life. So what I've called the, the brushing teeth moments, you know, those, those little moments where you become aware again. What have you found helps for you? What have you found works for you? Um, so maybe you have a particular time of day where you have your formal practice. 
Uh, maybe you have post-it notes around the house or a little reminder on your phone. What What is it that works for you? And just um, share, share what, what this journey, this year-long journey. Some of us have had a sh- much shorter time on this together, but um, don't worry. Just just share. This is a chance to to, you know, hopefully get to know each other in the things that are eternal. So, um, right, I've got something in the chat. Let's just check. Okay, Sharon, you can't get your camera to work. Um, It's okay now. Oh, good, 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 good. Lovely. Well done, well done. So, Karina, is it okay for us to go into breakout rooms of three? Did you say of three or three breakout rooms? Um, No, sorry, three people in each breakout room, if that's all right. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, sure. Would it be possible for you to just um, repeat uh, the question, Carolyn? Why don't I put it in the chat? Yeah. Okay, because then, because that disappears when you go into your breakout room. Oh, oh, does it? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, that's no good. Thank you. If you could just repeat it in like yeah. a sentence or something. So like. sharing with each other, here's the prompt, to share with each other how your formal practices, your setting aside times for openness, and how your informal practice is, and or, you can do either. So it's just sort of letting people in a little bit into this centering down journey, how it is for you, and yeah, sharing, sharing a little bit of it. I hope that's okay. Any questions about that? I hope I've been clear enough. So when you say formal, do you mean like as part of today, or do you mean like on a Sunday? So no, I mean your daily practice. So maybe you practice okay. at seven o'clock in the morning, or maybe you practice at okay. nine o'clock at night, or what is your, what is your, what is, what is it that you do? And can you share that with each other? Yeah. So I could maybe give an example. So I practice at 6.15 in the morning, and um, and then I follow it with yoga and, and then I have um, sort of little reminders around the house which just prompt me. So maybe getting into the car, that coming back to the moment or walking through a doorway or brushing my teeth. So there are little reminders that come that sort of prompt me to be aware, be aware, be aware. Okay, I hope that's okay. Imagine. Thank you for asking. So I'm going to resume um, the recording. Um, so just to remind everyone that, um, welcome back, by the way, <laughs> welcome back. And just to remind you that, that any, you know, that you will be recorded if you unmute in the main room. Nothing, nothing in the breakout rooms is recorded, but this is uh, shared uh, on, on the podcast. And um, the feedback I get is that, you know, your, your sharing is really, really valid. Oh, sorry, I should I, I wait. I started, I, I've started too soon. So yeah, welcome back, everyone. Uh, so just to remind you that this is being recorded. And if you are new to talk, you're very, very warmly welcomed and invited to do that. And it, um, I'm very happy that it goes on our podcast. Uh, but obviously nothing in the breakout rooms is recorded. So that's a private space. Good. So does anyone want to share a, a little bit about how that, how that was for you, what you've discovered or what you've learned? Anything about the centering down this last week, this last month? Mm. 
problem. We're good. We will begin then. So, ah, Peter, are you unmuting? No, okay. Good. Well, let's begin. Let's begin. So, Advices and Queries 12. Let me read this. And as always, you can close your eyes or let it just sort of slosh around you. Um, you know, like someone's reading you a fairy tale or something and you're tucked up in bed and it's just sort of moving around you, not, not needing to think too much. So here goes. When you are preoccupied and distracted in meeting, let wayward and disturbing thoughts give way quietly to your awareness of God's presence among us and in the world. Receive the vocal ministry of others in a tender and creative spirit. Reach for the meaning deep within it, recognizing that even if it is not God's word for you, it may be for so it may be so for others. And remember that we all share responsibility for the meeting for worship, whether our ministry is in silence or through the spoken word. So I'd love to take this a little bit at a time. And I guess, you know, it's been my experience uh, on this journey with you that so often the advice that I really need to hear is the one that I'm studying uh, for our time here together. It's like so it's a real sort of synchronicity. And oh, I've got to say, never has that been more true than this month. Yeah, it's been a time when I've been head to head with these wayward and disturbing thoughts. But what I really want to do is separate wayward thoughts from disturbing thoughts because I feel like they need different responses, right? So a wayward thought is a bit like you're walking down a path through a wood perhaps and you're being constantly pulled from that path, distracted really. So it reminds me of going for a walk with my mum's Jack Russell and he'd run here and there off chasing one interesting smell after another. So in meeting, my mind, you know, might be like a pinball machine, going from jumping from thought to thought. You know, one moment I'm thinking about what to do for the boys' supper, and the next moment I'm thinking about that conversation I had with that person at work, and then I'm thinking about planning next week's music lessons, and it's going like this. So that's wayward, right? Lost the way. Wayward. Off the path of my intention, which is to become still. Yeah? Be still, George Fox said, you know, that is the first step to peace. Come back to the path. And that's what the mind is like. It's wayward. And I think the response that's most helpful when the mind is like that, as it often is at the start of meeting or on my daily practice, is just to gently name it a wayward thought. Take heed again. And just kindly and gently invite the mind back to the path of stillness, yeah, peace, compassion. And kindness is key, yeah? And we might notice that when we are back on the path and not getting snagged by gorse bushes and branches out in the woods, it is peaceful. It does feel like home. You kind of go, oh, this is good. And then off the mind goes like that wayward puppy again. So that's wayward thoughts. 
I think disturbing thoughts or really persistent thoughts need a different response. So in meeting and in my daily life, uh, my thoughts have been on this hamster wheel of you know unhappy memories and resentments. And really, it wasn't until I turned towards them and really sat down with them, did an experiment with light with them, and, and they started then to unknot. And there is this story, isn't there, of the Buddha who... Once he was enlightened, he was teaching to a group, a large group of disciples, and Mari came and was spotted lurking around the edges of the crowd by his disciples. Now, in the Buddhist tradition, not Mari, Mara, sorry, Mara represents the forces that prevent us from happiness and from waking up, awakening. And in this story, there's Ananda, who is one of Buddha's close disciples, who spots Mara and comes to the Buddha very worried. What should we do? Mara's here. He will surely cause absolute chaos. And the Buddha said, invite Mara to come for some tea with me. Invite Mara to tea. And I think Ananda's response is a great metaphor for how I can be with my disturbing thoughts. You know, panic, chaos, no, I should be over this by now. Ah, you know. So that leads me on to another helpful Buddhist story, which is of the second arrow. And here the Buddha teaches about suffering and asks, you know, if you're walking through the forest and you're shot by an arrow, will it hurt? And his uh, students say, yes, yes, it will hurt a lot. Okay, and what if you shoot yourself with a second arrow? Yes, that will be extremely painful. So the teaching that the Buddha offered was that in life we just can't avoid the first arrow. That is... You know, as Richard Raw says, that's the rent we pay for being human. We can't avoid it. But we can avoid shooting ourselves with the second arrow. Yeah? So in the case of disturbing thoughts, the second arrow might be, as I said, I should be over this by now. How can I still be snagged by these thoughts? I'm such a bad person. I'm such a rubbish Quaker. And so on and so on and so on. And the Buddha's second arrow might have been, I'm supposed to be the enlightened one. How on, why on earth is Mara showing up now? Yeah? But no, you know, he accepts that Mara is a force of nature and will come when he comes. And the appropriate thing is to sit down and have tea with him. <laughs> and George Fox was very honest about the despair and darkness that he suffered. And he had a vision of an ocean of darkness. Ocean of darkness. And that was a really powerful very powerful image for me because if you have if you can see the ocean of darkness and you're not in it, you know, you're kind of looking at it. And I think that that is, yeah, be still, it's the first step to peace. You're not drowning in that ocean of darkness. You can see it. There it is. There it is. And then he turned and he saw an ocean of light. So I think that the advices and queries are suggesting that some thoughts can give way quietly. Yeah, those wayward thoughts, as though by breathing through them and sitting them down to tea, they might just quietly dissolve in that ocean of light. Yeah, And in my experience, there is a process of taking heed of the thoughts and sitting with it in love and truth. Yeah, that love part is trying to resist the temptation to beat myself up for having the thoughts. Yeah, that's the second arrow. And the truth part is allowing the light to show me the truth about the situation. Yeah, I might be holding tight to a belief about the situation, but is it true? Is it true? Where are the cracks? And can my expand, can my heart kind of expand enough to allow that, allow the truth? 
So your vice seems to be waymarking the path into the silence of a Quaker meeting, the centering down and then the opening to the ministry of the meeting. Yeah, with tenderness and creativity. I love it that it says with tenderness and creativity. Isn't that wise? It does take that to receive what someone is saying. Their language might not be, you know, your language. It might be particularly strident or they might use words that you somehow have to put through a translation machine before you can feel into what they mean. Yeah. And remember that we all share responsibility for meeting, whether that is in silence or through the spoken word. What an extraordinary thing a Quaker meeting is, isn't it? You know, any other religion where there is worship, we are being done to in some way. We're talked at. <laughs> a bit like I'm talking at you now. Oh, God help me. But in meeting, we are the ministers, and it's a big thing. Yeah, Our turning up really matters to the degree that we can. Yeah, To the degree that we can take up our responses, our responsibility, and to respond to our inner world and to the life of the meeting. So friends, today I would like to suggest that we kind of do a little mini meeting, right? But this is playful, right? You don't have to feel lightning bolts striking you down to stand up and minister, nothing like this. We are just going to play around with some ideas. Hold it really lightly. Um, so I will guide us in a centering down, and I won't use very many words, I don't think. And then I would just like to, us to explore ministry to each other. How do you feel led to minister to our group today? You know, you are invited to unmute and speak into the meeting, speak into the silence. Yeah, from your heart to our hearts, deep unto deep deep unto deep and you can offer your silence your stillness as well so what is arising in you as you center down and for anyone who does minister everyone else in the room the instruction here is the invitation is to receive it with tenderness and creativity and we are receiving each other with tenderness and creativity, whether our ministry is spoken and unspoken, but we are all responsible. We are all responsible. So I hope that makes sense to you. Any questions about what we're going to do for the next 15 or so minutes? Good. Mm. Well, let's Let's play with it. There's no getting it wrong. We're just gonna give it a try. And um, however being responsible speaks to you this evening, right now. Good, so let's begin. So get yourself into a meditation position. That's something that's upright and relaxed something that you can be comfortable for the next 15 or so minutes. You can yeah, get a blanket or an extra cushion, um, whatever. Good, good. 
And if you haven't got everyone in gallery view, I invite you, if you can, put everyone on gallery view so that we are really together, really together. So just to recap, I'll do a short centering down and then I'll invite anyone to minister as they are led. I invite you to close your eyes or lower your gaze. Um, judge what's right for you. If you are in danger of falling asleep, you might want to keep your eyes open. Um, but otherwise, you might want to close your eyes and let your, let your mind center down so really into your body as though you are embodying the stillness. I read George Fox in an epistle wrote, sit down in Christ so that all wearisomeness can be received. So anything that's wearisome, sit down in Christ a beautiful metaphor. Let your mind sink down, right down to your belly, to your center of gravity. And take up residence there. Take heed. Become aware of your hands resting on your lap or your sit bones. Any way, in any way in your body that you can embody this stillness, this first step to peace. Take heed, dear friends. When those wayward thoughts scamper here and there, just gently, gently bring them back to the path. This intention to be still together.
there are disturbing thoughts, invite them to tea. You might say to them, I will definitely listen to you later. Maybe just sit down now. Sit down in Christ. going to open to the ministry of this meeting in any way that you're led to do. Very playful thing. This is not a heavy thing. Let's receive each other with creativity and tenderness. I've been thinking about um, the uh, formal and informal um, uh, uh, worship connection with God, if you like, and um, thinking about how, for me, um, often my relationships are a time when I can feel uh, a, a connection with God. So the other person doesn't know that I'm in that frame of mind, if you like, <clears throat> and feeling that way. With my partner, um, we have a lot of silence and he's not a Quaker. So um, for me, that's a time when I, for some reason, find that I can really um, be receptive to the spirit, if you like. And then I got to thinking does that person actually have to be physically present for me to feel the uh, ability, if you like, to connect with God? 
And then I got to thinking about my parents and often uh, when I think of them, uh, um, they've died now, but um, often when I think of them, that's a time when I feel very close to God. So for me, my relationships with people in the present moment and people that I've loved and are no longer uh, present, that's a big way for me to um, feel um, close to God. which is quite different to a formal meeting where um, it's quite a different experience for me, um, much more about the path and the wayward and the disturbing. When I'm in that zone, if you like, with a, a relationship with someone in the moment or someone I've loved, it's a very different it's a very different um, connection, if you like. Thank you. This speaks to very much an experience in our meeting on Sunday. It's one of those occasions when, out of what felt a very period of very deep silence, one of the friends, by arrangement, offered a reading and the reading was started a train almost a, a trail which in which we be, be, all became caught up and there was that sense that we were all cut up caught up in it before i went to meeting as i do most sundays i spent time reading Passage, a passage from Faith and Practice, and at the moment I've got to 2660. And that particular morning it was talking about um, the, the difference between some people talk easily about um, meeting the risen Christ, whereas for other Quakers, they, they cannot relate to that experience. And they, they, the passage actually wrestles with wrestles a bit with this. But the point of it is, I won't pursue that. The point is that the person, the, the friend delivering the reading, introduced it by saying that she always felt a, diff a difficulty about talking about God. And she received a bit of a shock with the, the, the current issue of the friend in which it had made her totally think about 
that. And she found herself being able to think about God in a way that she'd never been able to think and speak about him before. And this started a train of ministry where different members of the different people in the, pre, in the in the meeting offered their reflections along the same theme. And that, that's in that flow of ministry, I certainly had a real sense of this is where God was present with us. As we bring this time together, as we bring this time together to a close, perhaps send out that tenderness to one another. May this time together, this time in stillness, be of great benefit to our bodies and our hearts and our minds to our relationships and how we show up in the world. And when you're ready, put our hands
hands together for a virtual handshake. Go well. Good. 